You don't know nothing about Lady Liberty standing there in the hub with her torch on high, screaming out to all the nations in the world, send me your poor, your deadbeats, your filthy. <laughs> and all the nations sent them in here. They come swarming in like ants. Your Spanish PRs from the Caribbean. Your Japs, your Chinamen, your Krauts and your Heaves, and your Lincoln Spanish. And they're all free to live in their own separate sections. Where they feel safe and they bust your head if you go in there. That's what makes America great, buddy. would not be getting away with that today would he that kind of humor does not work anymore uh it's classic i love it anyway welcome to the counterculture man um to be doing a news show today um gonna just hit some headlines that kind of slip through the cracks uh on most news stories and uh outside of your local news you won't be getting this kind of stuff more than likely um it's going to be a news show i'm going to start doing these in between guests um so we'll just kind of hit some of these subjects here uh, and still do a little bit of culture commentary. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, so this president um, is probably President Trump. I'm speaking of. He probably is uh, one of the first presidents that I can remember in my lifetime. I was born during uh, the peanut farmer days, but um, so the president he's been signing these executive orders. Now these are usually uh, largely symbolic, uh, but he did sign an executive order uh, for faith-based initiative. Um, you know, during the signing ceremony, Vice President Pence spoke about the importance of prayer. Uh, you know, the, he said the Bible tells us to uh, persevere in prayer, that the prayer of the upright pleases him, and that in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, we're to present our request to God, and the American people do this every day. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to see um, a president and a vice president uh, supporting uh, Christians, uh, we have past couple of administrations, you didn't really get a whole lot of that. I do believe this presence is probably one of the most uh, baby-loving uh, administrations we've seen in a while. I mean, there's yeah, he promised to protect, he'd do what he can to protect the unborn, and uh, he's been doing that, and he's been encouraging states and state leaders, governors, senators to be doing that as well, and he's actually been backing it up. We didn't really get much of that in the previous generations. Of presidents uh, between 19, you know, Roe v. Wade, which was, I think, 1974, around there, somewhere in the 70s. Um, but so that's going on. Uh, we've, we've got some stuff going all around. I'm sure you all have heard about Roseanne. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, but that's as far as, you know, free speech and perception and all that goes. I don't know. Take with it what you will. Um, the big thing I would like to hit on is if you don't know who Tommy Robinson is, Tommy Robinson is a uh, reporter out in England. Uh, he is jailed right now. He was sentenced to 13 months of prison time, uh, and actually a prison that is largely, I think it's been known as largely Muslim. I think he was moved just uh, yesterday, I believe, but he was originally put in a prison that is known for being pretty tough. Uh, he was arrested for reporting on the grooming gangs that are uh, in England, and they're lar largely foreigners um, that are in these grooming gangs, and they're, uh, part of their initiation is... Uh, torture and rape and uh, he was reporting on that and because it was considered anti-muslim <laughs> forget about it being the truth but because it was 
reported as anti-Muslim. Uh, he was taken with, um, I mean, he, he was given a trial, but it was barely a trial. He was basically brought from the um, the cops to the judge and the judge sentence. And the worst part about it was uh, right away the judge put a gag order on all media to report on it. Huge problem. Um, so that's there. So look into that. Uh, again, I don't really want to go into super detail on all this stuff. I just kind of hit some headlines uh, going out there and maybe encourage you to look at it yourself. And the only reason I want to do that is because it's, it's uh, you know, it's what, why I mentioned England anyway, is they say, you know, whatever's going on in England is uh, about 20 years from America. And I think with the way things are now, social media and everything, and how fast things move along, um, I wouldn't be surprised if America's at that point in less than 20 years. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to continue on the, these uh, news headlines. Uh, we got some uh, in Florida. Uh, we got a condo. Let's see. The senior citizens at Cambridge House Condominiums in Port Charlotte have been forbidden by the condo's board of directors from having any religious activity in the shared residential social area. Uh, there's, I guess there was a woman there who was hosting a Bible study in their social room right there in their condo complex and uh, was also playing some Christian music, and they've been banned there. So once again, just another story of um, the culture kind of uh, silencing Christians and doing what they can. Uh, I, know, I think the Liberty Institute has taken this on. So once this article that I'm reading from, which is uh, just, I don't know, a week old or so, uh, as of press time, First Liberty Institute had sent a letter to Housing and Urban Development. Secretary Ben Carson explained the situation, requesting that HUD finally investigate an act to resolve uh, when it deems an issue of religious discrimination. Um, so that's you got going out there in Florida. Uh, sorry, I'm going to be kind of just breezing through these. This is the first little new show uh, I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to kind of tweak it and s listen to it and see uh, how to better bring out some of the pertinent news to you guys um so you guys know andrew brunson he is that uh pastor and i think he is in iran um yes he is in iran and uh, he's been uh he's an american pastor who is oh i'm sorry not iran he's in turkey uh he's been jailed in turkey and uh there was a 62 page indictment accusing him of being a leader and of all things, a Muslim terrorist organization, even though he is a professing Christian pastor there. Uh, they, he says, I am a Christian. I would know, would not join an Islamic movement as if he probably even has to say that to them. Um, uh, there was some prayer. Uh, his wife was asking for prayer almost immediately. The post and an update. Thank you uh, for praying. I just heard he was moved uh, to the, Buka prison. So his wife uh, was saying on their Facebook page, we need prayer. And uh, that went out. And almost immediately she posted after after that, uh, that her husband was moved into a different prison, uh, which he, they believe, she believes he's a little safer in. His uh, bring on a 35-year sentence, uh, which effectively amounts to life in prison for the 50-year-old uh, from uh, Black Mountain, uh, North Carolina. So, guys, be praying for Andrew Brunson and check out into his story. Um, some other things notable on the kind of like the world news prophetic front. Uh, there's been more rockets fired the other day, um, fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel uh, since 2014. So there's been a massive strike on Israel. And, of course, um, I don't know if you guys have been watching, but there's been a lot of news outlets 
<laughs> talking about the aggression of Israel, of course. Um, yeah, they haven't really retaliated, retaliated a whole lot yet that I've seen, but I've been um, working a lot, so I haven't been able to really coast into that news too much. Uh, North Korea and uh, the U.S., North Korea, Kim Jong-un and Trump have been trying to work out a time to talk. Uh, North Korea's kind of been really been showing their hand in this, and Trump has been, <laughs> I think Trump's been on top of them every moment. And it's kind of like, you know, going to buy a car. You don't like the, you tell them that what you're going to buy it for. You don't like the terms and you walk out and then uh, they try to ring you back and say, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. That's what Kim Jong-un and Trump have kind of been doing. Uh, Trump's, you know, Kim Jong-un says, all right, I'm going to do this. And then he goes back on his word and Trump says, all right, well, we're canceling the, canceling the talk unless you want to play ball. Uh, I really like um, Trump's negotiating style. Um, I, I kind of he, he's tough, but I, I kind of wish he'd be a little bit tougher in some things. I really was disappointed in that um, omnibus bill that he signed, but who knows? Maybe we can, or maybe he can fix something there. Um, in San Diego, so here's some kind of like some school news. San Diego parents are pulling their kids from public schools. I guess at like a pretty massive rate. Um, they're mostly Christian parents, um, but they're I guess the sixth grade curriculum which is including a lot of uh, gender identity. And I'm surprised it actually with California took this long. Um, I, of course, I think it was going on in Northern California before it was down in the South, but this is in San Diego, so Southern California. Um, but anyway, this sixth grade curriculum is now including like gender identity, uh, birth control, um, stages of sex. It's listed here, but I don't even know. I, I don't even know what they're talking about there, I don't think. <laughs> But uh, STDs, pregnancy, all those things. But I'm sure the gender identity and LGBTQ, all that stuff is a big part of it. Um, parents have said that it's extremely inappropriate. So I can just imagine what's in there. Um, they've just been pulling their kids from the public schools. And they're like getting them into homeschooling right away. Thank goodness that California uh, shot down that homeschool bill. But I mean, remember in the pilot program of this podcast, we kind of talked about all the... Uh, um, the 45 goals of the uh, out of the naked communist you know, in order to propel the United States into communism and then of course you know the the 10 point plan from uh, oh what's that author's name anyway the 10 point plan of Alice Bailey and uh, you know that's that stuff coming to fruition that's all of that they're trying to get their kids away from parents and they're trying to teach them about all this stuff that parents should be teaching so that's out of California um, Let's see. Uh, Denver taxpayers are now subsidizing uh, rent for people. So it's a it's a pilot program, but full time workers making between and this is just a single person, a full time worker making between twenty five thousand two hundred dollars and fifty thousand three hundred fifty dollars, and then a family of four making thirty five thousand nine hundred sixty dollars. I don't know where they come up with these numbers, and seventy one thousand nine hundred dollars. Uh, so they they have to pay. For their rent, if they can't basically afford their rent under this program, they pay 35% uh, of their income to this rent. And then the city of Denver cuts them a check for the, the remaining part of it. Who knows where those incomes start? I mean, if you're at the 35, family of four at the 35960 mark, and you're in a you know $1,800 a month uh, um studio or something out here or a home i'm sorry eighteen hundred dollars a month for a home rent 
which is not unheard of at all. You, you, you're lucky to find a $1,500, $1,700 for a two-bedroom, two-bath home uh, out here in Denver. But anyway, the taxpayers will be footing that bill, and we know, you know different cities have tried different versions of this program like that, and it always fails. So I'd imagine this is going to fall on its face pretty quick, and if I lived in the Denver city limits, I'd be out of there as soon as possible. Um, so we've got, uh, yeah, the Denver program. Uh, oh, did anybody see the uh, the video of Trump staring down that guy at that rally in I think Oklahoma who had the KKK shirt on? Uh, he was, you know, he was saying something about his shirt. You know, it was all handwritten in Sharpie. KKK supports Trump or something. And he walked up to the stage, started shouting, and um, you could even see the fear in his face. Trump went walking over to him, just kind of stared him down. Said, ah, back in the old good old days, he'd be hemmed up and taken out in seconds. But now everybody's so worried about, you know, the political correctness and everything. So I think they finally got him out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so those are just a few headlines, uh, everything that's going on here. Um, oh, that uh, uh, Masterpiece Cakes, that guy out there in uh, Masterpiece Cakes in Lakewood, Colorado, which is a Denver suburb. Uh, remember, he wouldn't sell the gay wedding cake to the gay couple um and which was no shock to anybody he started his business back in the 90s and he said exactly what he was uh going to be doing cakes for what he wouldn't do cakes for um to include halloween he won't make halloween cakes and he's got a very strong stance and his beliefs it's his business he started it and yet now we got the government coming in telling him who and he can serve and all that but uh the case uh, which the court heard last December 5th, this has been going on for a couple of years, um, illustrates the collision between beliefs about marriage and an inherently religious exercise in the norms of new wave sexuality, including the Supreme Court's 2015 decision that forced gay marriage on every state, or forced gay marriage on every state. And this is just kind of out of a uh, article I was reading about it. But um, I wish I could remember the guy's name. I think it was Jack something. I'll have to find his name. But um, something Phillips. Anyway, anyway, Phillips drew clear lines, clear and early in his business. Here it is about what he would and would not design, refusing such things as Halloween cakes or cakes that disparage others. Wow, you would think that the left would love that, other than the Halloween, I guess. But the state of Colorado determined Phillips had illegally discriminated, which caused him to drop his the wedding portion of his business some 40% of his revenue. And, oh, looks, look at this here. He went from 10 employees to... Uh, and now he has four employees. So how does the left feel about that? Taking six jobs away and uh, or, or having those people have to go on unemployment or find another job, you know, which probably changes their hours, which probably changes their family life. Um, they, don't, they don't think about those things. So he basically was ordered until, I guess, the ruling came out that he has to stop uh, dealing with weddings and making wedding cakes. Well, that was 40% of his business. And does he, and he has every right, to keep his income close to what he's used to. He is the boss. But what does he do? In order to do that, he has to let go of a portion of his employees, which looks like it came out to be about 60% of them uh, in order to make ends meet. It's a very sad case, and it just drives me nuts that these people think they can get away with this. And I really hope to please be praying uh, that the courts, um, it's gone to the Supreme Court, but please be praying that uh, not only does his business boom, but uh, he gets his legal fees back and his business booms afterwards and everything's all good there. Uh, my wife actually was just at a 
uh, birthday party not too long ago, and one of his cakes uh, was there. She said, and it looked, she sent me a picture of it. It looked awesome. It was a beautiful cake, and she said it was delicious. Um, so there is a heartbeat bill in Iowa, and uh, the Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, signed this bill, and it has basically says once the, it's, the, it's like the strongest pro-life uh, legislation that has come into the United States since abortion has been legalized. It's it's really cool. Um, so basically, if there's a heartbeat, no abortions. They cannot kill the baby. Uh, and uh, my hat's off to the uh, Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, who signed that. Uh, she was saying that, um, what did she say? She said, for me, it is immoral to stop an innocent beating heart. Uh, for me, my faith leads me to protect every Iowan, no matter how small. I kind of wish she didn't say for me. It kind of insinuates that she was saying, like, okay, for you, morality is different. And for me, this is my morality. Um, I, 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 am, I really like the boldness of politicians when they say, no, this is murder and we're going to change it. And, you know, it's so funny when they start talking about, you know, the, the other side of it starts talking about uh, the incrementalization of getting rid of abortions. And they say, well, you're just trying to incrementally change the laws so there is uh, – no option for women's rights. I always say absolutely. That's absolutely what we're doing. We're incrementally trying to destroy the murder of these children through little laws in order to, just like you guys are doing with the guns. You guys are incrementally trying to get rid of all guns to the point of even confiscation. And uh, you're, you're doing these little laws here and there and to disseminate the Second Amendment. It's exactly what we're doing to you. I, I equate it to them boldly and to their face. Get out of my way. It's murder. Or I'll start saying something stupid. And I don't know. It might be a fleshy thing. And uh, when they start saying, calling about women's rights and all this stuff, well, I, I start saying, well, where's my right to kill someone? Because there's a lot of people I'd like to get out of my way. But that would be wrong, right? Um, so, yeah, there's a really good uh, article in uh, Decision Magazine. I know I always kind of bring that magazine up. It just always seems to come in the mail about the time I'm about ready to do one of these and there's some it's that Billy Graham um, article but this it's labeled uh, bad news good news God's wrath and mercy and it's kind of talking it's literally talking about so much of what this podcast was about um, the American culture and uh, kind of where we're headed and um, it's a lot of great stuff in here I'm going to read some of it just out of here that I highlighted yesterday uh, there's a lot of scripture um, you know people love truth people love uh, justice. Um, we're having a lot of awful things happen in this country, and it could be God just trying to get our attention. Um, here's one from First Corinthians out of this article. Uh, it says, Love rejoices in the truth, and that truth forms the boundaries for love's expression. Uh, so, inscriptions, we are, uh, I'm sorry, so in scripture, we see that Jesus loves all kinds of people, including the ones. Many of us would have a hard time loving. Doubters, haters, atheists, homosexuals, traitors, and even terrorists. But Jesus doesn't love what they do. That's the balance. God loves you, but he doesn't love everything you do. Uh, Paul put the issue this way. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. That's out of Romans. Uh, with that in mind, we can see, for example, that Jesus loves prostitutes but he doesn't love prostitution he expects the prostitute to leave that lifestyle upon turning to him 
He loves the broken, but he wants to heal them. Jesus came to bring change. It's his love that affects us and leads us to repentance. And it's our rejection of his love that leads us to inescapable judgment. Sorry, I'm kind of reading this all chopped up. I'm in a, it's a little dark where I'm at and I don't see very well. The mistake of so the mistake so many make is to separate God's love from His judgment. Um, the United States was founded on biblical truth, with its legal and moral foundation shaped by God's view of right and wrong. Despite that strong start, we have many today uh, who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And it's not hard to make a case that God is judging the nation because of all who have rejected Him. Uh, does that hit home or what? So anyway, uh, so thanks for listening today. Uh, give me an email and tell me what you think about these new shows and how I can expound on them, expand on them. Uh, our email here is counterculturemann at gmail.com. If you have any questions or uh, constructive criticism, please send me an email, counterculturemann at gmail.com. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. We have a, next, we have a guest coming up soon. Uh, we have a guest on addiction. And we also have a Messianic Jew coming up to talk about um, the Jewishness of Christianity. And I'm hoping he's going to talk a bit about the Hebrew language as well. Uh, We don't have a date set for a meeting, but uh, he's expressed interest in coming on here with us. So y'all have a good day. Talk to you later.